What is up, you guys? This is Cece, and welcome back to another Self-Care Saturdays on 21st Century Cripple. Before we get started today, I wanted to remind all of you to follow me on 21st Cent Cripple on Twitter and underscore 21st Century Cripple on Instagram. That way you can be um, updated every time I, I upload a new episode and be aware of the topics and when I'm uploading and everything going on in the podcast world. You can find that through my social medias, so you can follow me there. Um, and make sure you follow, rate, and subscribe this podcast as you scroll along today. Um, but And also, I wanted to remind everybody, I am going to get back to my regularly scheduled programming. I am going to have an episode, a regular episode of 21st Century Cripple, where I speak on how to plan for your future when your body is planning against you. That's going to be Tuesday's episode. But today's episode on Self-Care Saturdays, um, we are going to talk about self-soothing versus self-care and why I think a lot of us have misconstrued the meaning of self-care, thinking that we're engaging in self-care when we really are engaging in self-soothing. So today we're going to talk about why both are important, why we shouldn't um, overly indulge in one over the other, and why, um, especially now in the midst of covid and everything going on in 2020 and all the tragedy that has filled this year, why self-soothing and self-care are important. Um, So I wanted to bring awareness and knowledge to that, and I hope all of you are having an amazing Saturday already, and I hope you've taken time for yourself today, taken time to breathe, and said something good about yourself, called yourself fine, whatever it may be. I hope you started your Saturday off um, with a little bit of positivity in there. So uh, without further ado, let's get started with Self-Care Saturdays on 21st Century Cripple, self-care versus self-soothing. All right, you guys, so I wanted to talk about self-soothing versus self-care today and why I think a lot of us have been engaging in self-soothing activities, calling them self-care activities, and not really um, getting anywhere as far as better mental health or a better space or whatever Self-care is exactly what it is. It's taking care of yourself. And self-soothing activities is the act of soothing your immediate emotion, whether that be overwhelmness or anger, or maybe you just need time to stop and breathe. So you go for that walk. You take that exercise. You call your uh, you call your friends up, you know, and you hang out with your friends. You bake cookies. Uh, you smoke whatever it is you may smoke. Um, all of these are good activities to lessen your immediate stress of the moment, but they're not necessarily self-care activities. These are self-soothing activities. There are things that you do to just uh, slow your mind down a little bit, whether it be cleaning your entire house and lighting a candle so all you smell is fabuloso and like peach candles. Um, That is self-soothing. It's not self-care because you're doing it in that immediate moment so you can feel better about your immediate surroundings. But self-care would be Um, making that doctor's appointment so you can understand why you've been so anxious as opposed to cleaning your apartment because you're anxious, um, if that makes any sense. So self-soothing is the immediate acts that you do to feel feel better about yourself within that moment. It's pouring yourself that bottle of wine, um, making the cookies, watching the show, taking time to hang out with like your friends or your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, um, your your children, if you have children and you're listening to this podcast. All of those activities are self-soothing activities. Self-care activities is actually making that appointment to go to therapy, to speak to your counselor, Um, eating and drinking well, drinking more water, eating more vegetables, Um, because ultimately 
your diet can affect your mental health, but especially, especially my disabled community that is listening to this podcast. Um, we need to keep up with our physical therapy. We need to keep up with our doctor's appointments. We need to keep up with our medication and um, our physical well-being because we are all disabled. And I know um, I'm speaking for myself here, but I don't do uh, mostly what I'm supposed to do because doctors kind of depress me. So a lot of times I will neglect the going to the doctor part of my cerebral palsy life or the physical therapy because it's like uncomfortable for me or I just don't want to deal or they're going to tell me I need another surgery, so I'm going to put it off. Um, But these are the self-care activities. It's making those doctor's appointments that may make you feel uncomfortable. It's going to therapy. It's breaking down um, your stigma of therapy and saying, I'm not feeling right. I need to be in a better place and I need outside help. Um, first of all, it takes a lot to to finally admit and say that to yourself. And anybody that finally gets to that point should be proud of themselves. But the next step is to find a therapist, uh, to find a counselor. Um, because a lot of times we have friends and we have friends that are good soundboards. But a lot of times maybe our friends don't necessarily have the best coping mechanisms to help you deal with what you're going through. Or maybe your friend has heard you tell this story 50 million times. So there's only 50 million ways that they can tell you the exact same thing over and over again. Maybe you need an objective outside opinion on your situation. Or maybe your friends are going through a lot themselves and they don't really have a lot on their back to give you that life-changing piece of information. And whatever it may be, whether it's your spouse, your sister, or your boyfriend, or your girlfriend, um, it's not necessarily fair to put the entire um, responsibility of your mental well-being on the hands of someone else in your life. Because in the end, our well-being and our mental well-being um, is up to us as individuals. We have to be the ones to say, like, hey, I've had enough of feeling shitty, or I'm having violent thoughts and I need to get a hold of this, or I'm having suicidal thoughts and I really, I'm sick of this and I really need some help. Um, a lot of times we want to run to our immediate friends and family because we, you know, those are the people that we trust in our immediate vicinity. But a lot of times reaching out for that professional help is what we need. Um, it's the thing that's going to make the most difference because these people are trained to, to deal with your situation and teach you a new coping mechanisms to look at your situation objectively, objectively, because a lot of times if you ask your friend, your fiance, your boyfriend, your best friend, your sister, your brother, your mother, they are too close to you. They're going to put your well-being and your emotions first because they're sick and tired of you crying over this dude or being stressed over this job or not being treated fairly, you know, whatever you are coming to your immediate family for, they're going to be on your side and they might be too close to the situation to give you um, information that may be meaningful. So it's always helpful to maybe get that objective opinion on your situation. And honestly, there's nothing wrong with going to counseling. If you're disabled, I encourage you to go to counseling. We go through a lot that a lot of people maybe don't understand. Um, frustration with our own bodies when we're trying to plan for our futures, a fear of being judged and stigmatized, um, trying to find stable and happy relationships, trying to get hired. You know, a lot of disabled people, especially during a pandemic, um, a lot of disabled people have a lot of stresses on our shoulders and we feel like we don't have anywhere to put them. Self-care would be finding that 
sliding scale therapist within your area or the counselor that charges at a lower rate so you can get the help that you need. Um, Another aspect of self-care that's really important is cutting off the friendships when they've reached their end or cutting off their relationships when it's just become too toxic for you. Or if you find yourself exerting too much energy into a situation, then you're, then you're getting out of it. Maybe it's time for you to, to exit that scenario for the betterment of your mental health. That is self-care. It's setting boundaries with your, whether it be your family, your spouse, your boss, or your friends. It's setting those boundaries, letting those people know, you talk to me like this, or you do this action towards me, and there will be consequences to pay. Um, It took me a lot of time to realize that that's not being bitchy, that's not being pushy. Um, I'm not being a dictator, like it's not my way or the highway. It's setting boundaries, because if you don't, from personal experience, people will push your boundaries. They will try to meld your boundaries to be their own. They will literally push you and push you and push that line in the sand until it cannot be pushed anymore. So you have to, for your own for your own mental health, for your own emotional health, and for your own sanity, uh, set those boundaries and set them in concrete so people know where to cross you and where where that friendship boundary lies, where that um, professional boundary lies, where your boundaries by um, are within your relationship. You know, a lot of times we want to come off as like cool. We don't want to come off as like bitchy or demanding. But no, especially now in 2020, I feel like people need to read social cues and we need to start sticking up for ourselves or people will walk over us in today's world. Um, if COVID hasn't shown you that, I don't know what it has shown you, that people are out for themselves. They're going to do what's good for themselves in that moment. They don't give, they don't really care. Um, and I'm speaking about America collectively here. Um, we've really shown our asses to be a collective, um, not a collective culture, to be a very ind- individualistic culture. So, Really, everybody is worried about themselves and their comeuppance and um, their bag and their friends and their family. So if we're too busy overextending ourselves and trying to help everybody and we're neglecting us, like our self-care, we are allowing bad friendships, um, bad toxic relationships, uh, toxic relationships of family members to just linger around. We're really doing ourselves a disservice. So that's really one of my biggest things is... Um, Uh, finding out your boundaries and drawing that boundary line. Um, But also a big part of self-care is recognizing that you have emotions and acknowledging those emotions. Uh, Sometimes we we say, um, how do you feel right now? And we talk about a description of our emotions. We don't really talk about, I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling disappointed. I'm feeling frustrated. Uh, we, We will talk about, you know, what it is that made us sad and frustrated or I can't believe so-and-so did that to me, and that's why I feel this way. Uh, We talk about the action that led up to the feeling, and we don't really acknowledge the feeling within itself. Um, It's okay to say, you know, you're feeling angry, frustrated, betrayed, confused, um, you know, any of those emotions, happy, elated, uh, anxious. That's me lately, just really anxious and sleepy. Um, 
but but putting the word to the emotion that you feel rather than trying to brush it off is self-care because you have to acknowledge that you're feeling something if you're going to do anything about it. Um, don't use descriptive words when you're talking about your feeling. Use the actual word. Are you angry? Are you sad? Are you pissed? Are you feeling destructive? Are you feeling violent? Like use words to describe your feelings, not entire sentences, uh, because in a way that is also um, tiptoeing around the issue. You're not saying the actual emotion that you feel. You're just saying everything else associated with it. So recognize your emotions. Um, realize that it's okay to have them. We're not really taught emotional regulation in school, and we're not really taught emotional regulation until we we learn what self-care is and how we manage our emotions, you know, if we do get angry or sad or depressed. Um, and maybe we do need to, maybe a part of self-care Saturdays is we need to teach ourselves emotional regulation. Um, as soon as we feel these emotions, recognize them. And if they're unhealthy emotions or maybe overwhelming, try to find a way to cope with them or, or, you know, if you have anger or anxiety and it's spilling over, what do you do in that moment to make yourself you know, escape that feeling of overwhelm. Um, but again, you have to recognize your, that you're having these emotions in order to do anything about that. Um, cutting bad habits, whether it be smoking too much, whatever it is, you may smoke. Um, there, There is a time where it becomes escapism and you're just smoking to escape the present moment. You're not even smoking to feel good anymore. You're smoking because you need it to escape the moment. And at that moment, it stops becoming even self-soothing and it becomes you're being dependent on something to take you out of a situation and that is isn't healthy because as soon as something goes wrong you're looking for a lighter and you're looking for that glass of wine and that's not healthy so recognize your bad habits cut down on them uh, recognize your emotion make that doctor's appointment y'all take your medication do those stretches. Those are self-care. And if you want to engage in self-soothing, uh, you know, make that cup of coffee while you have your face mask on. Put girlfriends on in the background. Um, you know, whatever show you're binging, whatever anime you're watching right now, let me know what animes y'all are watching. But, um, you know, whatever show you may be watching, whatever podcast you like to binge, those are self-soothing activities and we all need to do them, especially now in COVID. I feel like we feel like if you're not doing something in that immediate moment and you're not booking a massage and you're not getting a pedicure, then you're not engaging in self-care. Sometimes self-care is turning off your phone, turning off your laptop, taking a nap, um, disengaging. Those are self-soothing activities, but also self-care activities because you are taking time to be with yourself, um, be with your thoughts, meditating, uh, whatever whatever it is that you do to, to be with yourself. But I really wanted to reiterate today that we need to stop confusing self-soothing and self-care. A lot of us are like, man, I've been doing self-care all week. Like, I just blew $600. Like, I've been eating good. I've been drinking good. I've been hanging out with my friends. Like, why don't I feel better? A lot of times it's because we aren't getting to the root of our issues and we're just trying to solve the symptom of it. So while self-care is, while self-soothing, excuse me, is important, um, don't be all-consuming in the self-soothing part of it where you just forget to take care of yourself altogether. Um, don't get to the part of self-soothing where you do it so much that you start to neglect your actual responsibilities. Um, that is when self-soothing can become a little bit of a crutch for us all. Um, and no, no pun intended because I do walk with crutches sometimes. But um, 
I'm so sorry if you guys hear like a little rustling and jingling. I have a little kitten and he is learning the world right now. So he is just everywhere. So excuse me if you hear uh, Van Gogh. Um, but like I said, we need to distinguish between self-care and self-soothing um, because a lot of us are doing one or the other and wondering why we necessarily don't feel any better. Um, and really, I wanted to remind everybody to be kinder to yourself. A part of self-care is to stop speaking uh, so negatively um, on yourself. Me personally, I'm a big culprit of that. Uh, every time I mess up, i like, oh, you're so stupid. Or like, you know, I'm just talking to myself. But, you know, I'll say it outwardly to myself. And that's bad. Those are, you know, I'm projecting negativity onto myself. And I'm talking like I'm a piece of shit to myself. So I'm starting to believe that I am. So a part of self-care also is positive self-talk. Um, when you get frustrated, just taking that moment and being like, you know what? Everything is fine. I'm going to step away from this for a second. And I'm not stupid. I'm just fl flustered right now. So positive self-talk is another thing that I wanted to throw in there today. Um, because a lot of us talk negative negatively to ourselves and really don't even realizing it. It's like our inner monologue. Um, is really mean to ourselves when we don't have to be. Um, and if we want other people to treat us better, maybe we should start treating ourselves and talking to ourselves better. So those are really all the things I wanted to talk about today. I really wanted to remind everybody to please remember to take care of yourself in these times. Um, you know, COVID is very real and out there. And if you're scared of it still, uh, you have a right to be. And don't let anybody make you feel guilty for feeling, you know, scared of this virus and you know what is to come but also you know don't let it paralyze you uh don't don't become a recluse in the mountains and never talk to anybody ever again i really think it's about finding a balance within our new normals that we're dealing with and you know you know 2019 the life we were living in 2019 because it's really not gonna go back to normal you guys i don't know if any of you have realized that we're not really going to go back to normal um, anytime soon. So it's really adjusting to these new normals, uh, finding out how we can find balance within these times. Uh, remember, don't rely solely on your friends and family um, or spouses or whatever it may be. Um, you know, reach out to that therapist, reach out to that counselor. Uh, professional help can do wonders for people. Um, it doesn't mean that you're crazy if you're reaching out to a counselor. It doesn't mean that you don't have management on your own emotions or issues. It just means that you need some outside help. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with needing help for your mental, needing help for your physical health, uh, whether it be physical therapy. There's nothing to be ashamed of. There's nothing to be ashamed of in Seeing a mental health counselor or going to get help for your anxiety, your anger, your anxiousness, whatever it may be. Um, and I really wanted to, I really wanted everybody to know that I really want to break down that stigma. I want everybody to be comfortable with the idea of talking to a counselor or a therapist because a lot of times, um, not only are you helping us grow as counselors and therapists, but you are, um, you're helping yourself. Introspection helps a lot. Once you talk to someone about your issues out loud and say it to someone other than yourself, a lot of times you can come to new conclusions on how to deal with your issues. So don't be afraid of what's going on inside your mind, whether you're anxious, sad, depressed. Um, don't be afraid to reach out to your friends, but also don't count on them to fix it um, completely because everybody has their own weight on their shoulders. Um, uh, Participate in self-soothing. Uh, bake that extra batch of cookies. You know, binge watch that show, but also don't.
forget to take care of the self-care part of it. Um, make sure you're taking care of your hygiene. Make sure you force yourself to get up every once in a while and put your makeup on and get dressed cute. Or if you're a male, uh, shit, I don't know what men do. Uh, go look cute. I don't know. Go get dressed fine and go out somewhere. I don't really know what men do to make themselves feel better. But like, if you're a woman, you know, get your nails done, you know, uh, put makeup on, get dressed cute. All of those things contribute to your mental health because you're feeling better about yourself. So uh, whether you're self-soothing or you're participating in self-care, make sure it is for the betterment of you and you're not doing it because you feel like you have to. Um, And if you feel overwhelmed and you feel like you need a moment, it is perfectly okay to say that and to acknowledge that. So I wanted to tell everybody that, you know, it's okay to take a moment for yourself. It's okay to participate in self-soothing and self-care. And I wanted to remind everybody that we should be doing so. Everybody should take at least five minutes a day to dedicate to solely just themselves. Uh, Me, myself, and I time. Whatever you want to call it. Um, Everybody should take time for themselves because at the end of the day, um, nobody else is going to live this life and this experience but you. So if you're not having a good time, maybe you should do something about it, whether it be changing your friend group, changing your dynamic, changing your environment. Um, We are in control. And I know a lot of times it may not feel like that, especially with the disabled community. Um, As I'm going to talk about this week, how it's really hard to plan for your future when your body is planning against you. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to let this consume me and uh, bring me into a state of depression. It's just something I have to adapt to and roll with. So um, you just got to stay positive by all means. And, you know, today it took me it took me all week to record this podcast to get out of bed because it's just been a hard week. And between this week and graduate school, all I've wanted to do is take a nap this week. But I'm, you know, sometimes you have to force yourself to get up and do activities. And that in itself is part of self-care because otherwise I would have been having a depression nap right now. So um, it's good that I got up and was active today. And hopefully I give you guys some good information and um, some good info on uh, self-care Saturdays and something for all of you to think about. And I wanted to remind all of you once again to follow me on all my social medias. Make sure you rate this podcast. Make sure you share 21st Century Cripple with everyone you know. Um, 21st Century Cripple is a name that is going to be recognized whether you like the name or not. You're going to remember 21st Century Cripple. So I wanted to uh, remind you all to rate and subscribe my podcast and also to tune into Tuesday's episode. We are going to talk about how how to plan for your future when your body is really fighting against you being a disabled person. Um, so that is self-care. That is self-care Saturdays today. Um, self-soothing versus self-care. Both are important. Make sure you participate in both, but also don't neglect yourself and forget about all about the self-care because that is very important. So remember to make those doctor's appointments, uh, put down that cookie and pick up an apple, drink some water, um, take some time to medicate, uh, meditate and medicate if you need to. Um, but just take some time for yourself. Don't get so caught up in soothing yourself that you forget to care for yourself. And uh, be kind, be aware, wear your mask, stay away from people. And I hope everybody has a great Saturday today.